Hi there, this is Trina. Thank you for joining me. I have a special surprise for you today. Welcome! The Think, Feel, Do Wellness Podcast is all about connecting the mind, body, and spirit. My name is Trina Chabot, and I love to share ideas and information that will help you plan for holistic wellness as you age. Hello! In this episode, Should I Get a Pet at My Age?, we will look at the potential benefits and drawbacks of pet ownership in retirement. We recognize that many older people are lonely and would like a companion, though we want to make a good decision about getting a pet so that it will enhance our lives, not cause us additional stress. I was born up north in Thompson, Manitoba. My dad was working at the nickel mine there at the time. When I was two, my mom won $3,500 at bingo, and that changed our lives. That's really one of my, the biggest stories of my life, because we might have ended up staying in that remote community, and my life would have been very, very different. I believe it was a blessing. After the bingo win, we moved to the Interlake region of Manitoba, where my dad grew up and where my parents met and my parents bought the farm. No, actually, they put a down payment on a farm. For those of you who have not heard that expression before, bought the farm means that a person has been killed in action. Anyway, most of my childhood was spent on that farm, that turkey farm. I believe turkeys are the second smelliest things next to pigs. Anyway, we had one of the largest farms in Manitoba by the time I was a teenager. My parents worked very hard to make that happen, and they made a good living. We had fun on the farm and lots of fresh air. In other parts of the yard, away from the barn. I felt the farm was very isolating. We were nine miles from town, and we had to go often enough to run errands that a trip to see friends was more of a treat than something we did all the time. When I would return to school on a Monday morning... I suppose I was around 12 at this time, many of my friends would be talking about the great weekend they had riding their bikes all around town. I had spent the weekend cutting grass, and more grass. Sure, we played a lot of baseball as a family out in the orchard with the crabapple trees and plum trees, but mostly it was us and a few neighbors. Once we were back on the farm, we were disconnected from the outside world. The farm also allowed me to have many pets, so I was around animals my whole childhood. The turkeys were not cuddly, so I didn't name them, I didn't pay them much attention. But we had our dog Susie, and our house cat Monique, and there were other random puppies and kittens as well. Susie was my best friend on the farm. We would go for long hikes on the acreage and dig tunnels in the snow hills that my dad made with the tractor bucket. I remember her getting old and starting to lose her teeth and eventually leaving us. She was one of the best dogs I have ever known. Susie didn't need any care. She was a farm dog and fended for herself out in the backyard. 
Sure, we gave her water and food and straw bales to keep her warm in the winter, but there was no need for house training or picking up poop. (laughs) Fast forward to 2007 when I got Ellie from another owner. The three-month-old golden doodle is about the cutest thing you will ever see. She was a bit of a stressful dog, though. Accidents, destroying things, running away, and so on. I can remember my friend Shauna was getting ready for a competition and she was putting on fake tan lotion and the dog ran away from her. We were away at the time and she was puppy sitting. Oh my goodness, what a, just a disaster. So sorry, Shauna. Ellie was the kind of dog that not everyone who came across her liked. I think poodles have a mind of their own. They're little tricksters. But she and I had a connection, and we had some great times. Then I met my now husband, Paul, in 2010. He, at the time, was just rehoming a nine-month-old brindle boxer named Lexi. And so we ended up blending our dog families. It was great when we went for walks, and we each had one. But I'm not sure that those dogs really liked each other. There was a definite dog hierarchy there. And Ellie was bigger. She had bigger teeth. So she often won. Poor little Lexi. There were many times that I had to take both of them for a walk. And that was great until there was another dog or a squirrel. Not really enjoyable. Two bigger dogs make a bigger mess as well. But dogs are goofy. They're fun. (laughs) They provide unconditional love. Coming home at the end of the day was special because they were always happy to see me and to get out and get some exercise with me. Ellie and Lexi haven't been with us for a couple of years, and that's been long enough so that there's no longer hair in the corners of the house or toys under the couch. People would ask us if we miss the dogs. We'd say, are you kidding? Not at all. They were a pain. I think we were telling ourselves a lie. And that brings me to my surprise today. After a couple years of being empty nesters, dog-wise, and getting our new house built and moving in, we picked up a new puppy. Say hi, Porter. Oh, hang on. I'm not teaching him to speak. I want him to be quiet. I don't want to be stressed out by a yappy dog. Anyway, Porter says hi. Porter is a Jack Russell Chihuahua. We got him at 12 weeks, and we're hoping that we can train him to fit the way that we do things. And so far, that's working. Although, I think he's kind of training me in actuality. I also like this whole pee on the pad in the house thing, instead of having to take him out in the cold. And we can flush those little presents that he leaves for us, instead of stinking up the trash can. So, so far, Porter has been a lot of fun. Because he's small, I can pretty much take him anywhere with me. People don't even know he's in the little bag. He's energetic and he loves to snuggle. He's also learned to play on his own with his chew toys. And he goes to bed when he's told. I'm working on getting him to sleep in the kennel at night as well. But I'm not a monster. So if he whines, he can bunk in with us. Sorry, Alex, my older daughter. I didn't afford you the same courtesy, but maybe I'm learning from my mistakes. When you bring a dog into your home, you need to have the time to spend training and loving it. 
so it will listen to you and love you back. I work from home, so it works, though I'm sure I'm not getting as much housework done as I could be. Now, you might say that you don't like dogs, that you're more of a cat person. Cats are great too, but I really like the way that dogs get you out of the house for walks, they help you get some exercise, they invite people to approach you, and that starts a conversation. It's good for social aspects, right? You can decide if you want to share your bed with them or not. So if you know you're not going to sleep very well, then kennel train them. You can let them cry themselves to sleep a little bit, right? Don't be cruel and let them cry all night, but maybe a little bit longer each time. I also think that little dogs are better for older people. They're going to live 13 to 18 years, so uh, you might only have one for the last chapter of your life. But you don't want to be approaching age 80 and have this big guy dragging you around, you know, unless you're a bigger person. If you're worried about a slip and fall, though, you're going to want to be careful with having this little thing running around your feet. I know that with Porter, I have to take shorter um, steps that are not quite as high as well. So not as far, not as high. Otherwise, I might accidentally step on him and break his leg. I don't want to do that. It's also said that people with pets live longer. Yes, human couples in a relationship, in a good relationship, are best, but pets are the next best thing. Just don't let pets stress you out. Take control from the beginning. Laugh off the little accidents, the little bits of destruction, and focus on the joy and love your fur baby will bring. I would love to hear from you. What are your fears about aging? What kind of issues have you dealt with in your life? I'd love to hear your story and your goals for healthy aging, your plans for retirement. Please email me at trina at trinachabot.com. T-R-E-E-N-A. So for this week's article, I did something a little bit differently. So I found on the internet in Arizona, they have something called petsfortheelderly.org. And I think there's different locations in different states. But this is kind of interesting. This organization helps place free pets in the homes of seniors. And they do this because of the numerous mental and physical health benefits that pets can provide to the elderly. And I think it's mostly dogs that they're doing. Uh, on the website, they have some research there. There's several articles that you can read about the different aspects of uh, elderly and pets and the health benefits and so on. So I wanted to share some of that information with you. You know, if you're not interested in pets and you for sure don't want one, that's fine too. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but just helping you think about your personal healthy aging plan and whether pets are going to be part of it or not. You might find something else that keeps you social and keeps you mobile. Do what's right for you and the life that you have created and the life that you want to create and live. So a few aspects um, or benefits, I guess, for having a dog would be uh, one, companionship. So instead of talking to yourself, you have someone else there to listen. I guess fish can do that for you too. 
Um, your pets are available whenever you need them. They can enhance your mood. And if you're worried about something happening to you in the middle of the night, perhaps a dog or a cat sleeping with you can wake you up. So they can also let you know that someone's at the door. So that helps you with security. So good for companionship and security. Also for structure, a dog will get you out of bed in the morning and help you have purpose for the day. Having something to care for will take your mind off of negative thoughts, perhaps. And as I mentioned before, exercise. In regular weather, a dog is probably the best thing to get you out of the house and walking. But if you live in a climate where that's difficult to do year-round, you're going to want to make sure that you're not going out to walk when it's icy on the sidewalks. Also, some dogs might not like going outside in the cold weather. So you might want to house train them like I'm doing with Porter. I think most dogs like to dance, though, and maybe run around in circles in the living room chasing the mop or whatever on the floor. Uh, so that could be an option. And then there was some scientific research I found on there. It said that in 2017, there was uh, information about a 12-year-old study in Scientific Reports Journal. And this study included over 3.4 million Swedish adults aged 40 to 80. And they were using data from national health sources and from dog ownership registries. And the researchers found that dog owners had a lower risk of death due to heart disease. And this benefit was especially evident in people who lived alone. So people who are single and dog owners had an 11% lower risk of having a heart attack and a 33% lower risk of dying during, the, during that study compared with a single person who didn't own dogs. Dogs might ease people's stress and loneliness and depression and inspire people to be more active and socially connected. And all of those things seem to foster good heart health. Then another study done in Australia looked at 199 patients who were dealing with mental health conditions, such as depression and anxiety or PTSD. They found that 94% reported a reduction of anxiety through tactile stimulation thanks to their uh, psychiatric assistance dogs. Okay, so just petting a dog, it sounds like. Uh, additionally, 51% of the patients reported that their, uh, their psychiatric assistance dog was responsible for interrupting undesirable behavior. Ah, so that's kind of interesting. So I found a list of considerations for thinking about when you're getting a dog. Number one, helping your dog avoid injuries. So are you able to supervise the dog? Are you able to be direct with commands for the dog? If an animal is left to just run around the place, they can get hurt. Things can happen. If they pull away from you with the leash, they can run into harm's way. So are you able to protect your dog? Next, Ensure your style will be compatible with the inherent traits in that type of dog. For example, my Jack Chi already likes to jump and he needs to burn off energy. He likes to go. He's kind of crazy already. And uh, at 12 weeks, he's already looking to jump up on my lap. So I'm not going to be able to have anything on the tables or anything anymore. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll keep you informed. <laughs> Now, the next point is extra food and veterinary expenses. A little dog will eat less, 
sure, but then there's the training pads, the shots, the toys, the equipment, all of that costs a certain amount. If you're the type of person who likes to take your dog driving, you're going to want to make sure it's not distracting you. So you need to use a carrier in the vehicle, something that can be belted in so that the dog isn't trying to get on your lap. Now, how about being away? Do you have a plan for leaving the dog with someone or for traveling with the dog? You don't want dog ownership to stress you out. So if you're the type of person who needs to be away, you want to make sure you have a friend, a family member, a kennel, or a dog sitter to call because you are going to run out of volunteers. <laughs> People will do it once. They might not do it again. Or make sure that your flight will allow you to have a pet and that your hotel will as well. Or if they're charging an extra fee at the hotel that it doesn't cost too much. Do your research. And then there's house training issues, as mentioned before. Get to know the routine. You know, I know that when Porter gets up from napping, he will need to pee every time. And even if he doesn't do it right away, he's going to need to shortly. So, and I also know when he starts scooting on the floor, it's time for number two. He taught me these things already just in one week. And I'm rewarded for learning because I don't have a mess to clean up. The next one is keeping the dog off the furniture, if that's important to you. This takes consistency. Porter's already begging to eat human food. I don't want him to be sick or overweight. And I, so we have to have a zero tolerance policy for jumping up on things, getting up on the table. And so if that means he has to go in the kennel while we're eating, then that's what he must do. Now, another consideration is planning to outlive the animal or for the out animal to outlive you. Those are kind of inevitable things, right? So you might have to deal with the loss of an animal. And you know that as you get older, there's a lot of loss to deal with. Friends, parents, siblings, lots of funerals to go to. So, you know, preparing yourself for another potential loss. It could be sad for some people. And then what if your dog outlives you? and no one in your family can take it. You might want to prearrange with a shelter to rehome the dog and maybe leave that shelter a donation in your will. Some people actually have life insurance policies that they pay out to shelters, but I wouldn't do that to my children. They're good human beings. Now, another question is whether to get one dog or two. Hmm. I personally would say one because when I had two, it was like having four but ask around. See what other people think. If you're in a relationship, you might each want your own dog. But then what if one person ends up doing all the work and becomes resentful that they're looking after both dogs? So just figure out your personal situation. And lastly, the barking. Can you handle it if your dog barks a lot? Or if it's a jerk to people? Oh, I'm trying to discourage the whining by shushing the dog. It's kind of working, actually. And I'm trying to socialize him with other people and other dogs. But it may or may not work. We'll have to see. But I can't get stressed out about it either. The dog is who he is, and that's what I have to deal with. I'll have to just make sure that he's not stimulated in a way that causes him to act up. And keep him on a short leash if that's necessary. So if the drawbacks seem to outweigh the benefits but you still want a little buddy, you can check out a website called joyforall.com where they have robotic pets for sale. These are highly recommended for people who would like a little bit of company, but for some reason, perhaps dementia or 
maybe they're in an apartment that can't have pets, they're unable to care for the needs of a pet. All right, so go into the decision of getting a pet with your eyes wide open, and I wish you luck and lots of friendship too from your little buddy if you end up getting one. As we get older, we might find ourselves alone. A pet might be a good choice for our mental and physical health. If we think ahead about what life will be like with a pet and weigh the pros and cons, we will have a better experience. If we can use the pet to get exercise and not get stressed out about the little things, we will feel good for many years. A pet will also give us something to do but if we already have enough to do, we might end up resenting it. Make the right choice for you and your personal wellness. Wow, clearly dogs excite me because that was a pretty long podcast today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. I would love to introduce you to some natural health products you probably have not heard of before. The company I'm with has an adaptogen antioxidant formula that is helping people with mental and physical stress. The benefits are numerous. We also have a nootropic coffee for enhancing and preserving brain function, including cognitive longevity, creativity, and focus. And we have a unique vitamin C product doing amazing things for people's immune systems. These are all important aspects for healthy aging, so please message me at trina at trinashavot.com to introduce yourself and get more information. I look forward to meeting you. Life is too short, so stay well. Hello! In this episode... Should I get a pet at my age? We will look at the potential benefits and drawbacks of pet ownership in retirement. We recognize that many older people are lonely and would like a companion, though we want to make a good decision about getting a pet so that it will enhance our lives, not cause us stress.